Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Monday, April 22nd, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, a comedian is set to become the next president of Ukraine. Climate protesters in London call on the city's mayor to talk. And China is delaying a controversial measure that would restrict foreign companies from taking certain data out of the country. But first, more than 200 people are dead in Sri Lanka after several bombs went off throughout the country yesterday, Easter Sunday. Authorities say that many of the attacks were carried out by suicide bombers, but 13 people have been detained in connection with the acts. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. In a landslide victory, Ukrainian voters have elected comedian Vladimir Zelensky to be the country's next president. Preliminary exit polls show that Zelensky won by more than 73 percent in the runoff vote. Incumbent Petro Poroshenko took in just 25 percent of the vote. Within minutes of the exit polls being released, Poroshenko had conceded defeat. Zelensky announced his plans to run for office in a New Year's Eve comedy show, positioning himself as an anti-establishment candidate. He accused Poroshenko of corruption, failing to lift living standards, and not doing enough to end the war in eastern Ukraine. The 41-year-old Zelensky has no prior political experience. He played a president on the television show Servant of the People. The plot? Zelensky's character, a high school history teacher, accidentally gets elected president. Climate protesters who put London at a standstill last week say they're willing to halt disruption if they can talk with the city's mayor. Over the past week, protesters have stopped traffic in Oxford Circus, set up camp in Marble Arch, and created a temporary garden on Waterloo Bridge. They called on the government to declare a climate emergency and to reduce greenhouse gas emissions to a net level of zero by 2025. Now, they say they're willing to leave some occupied areas if Mayor Sadiq Khan will agree to certain terms. More than 800 people have been arrested since the protests began last Monday. Mr. Khan called on the protesters to let London return to business as usual. China is delaying a controversial measure that would restrict foreign companies from taking certain data out of the country. Beijing was planning to announce regulations restricting cross-border data transfers by the end of last year. But sources tell the FT that regulators have dragged their feet to avoid confrontation with the U.S. as the two countries continue to negotiate a trade deal. The new regulations would force some companies to localize global data analytics processes in China. It's part of a general push by the government to have companies source their tech within China. Beijing has claimed that these new tech regulations would improve cybersecurity. Lawyers say the rules would have a protectionist effect. And here's a closer look at a story we're following. Investors will be watching Turkey on Thursday as the country's central bank delivers its interest rate decision. Turkey has been under intense scrutiny in recent weeks over its ability to defend its currency. FT reporter Adam Sampson explains why some investors are worried about a fresh lira crisis. So Turkey's economy is in a fairly poor state right now. It's in an economic downturn. Inflation is running at nearly 20%, which is quite high. So items like food are increasing at an annual rate of something like 30%. At the same time, the unemployment rate has reached its highest level in 10 years. So the situation on the ground is not great. This downturn started really last summer. 
there was a lira crisis in which the country's currency fell to its weakest level on record. And this caused a whole lot of issues. But eventually what happened is the central bank was forced to massively increase interest rates. However, the fall in the lira combined with the really sharp increase in interest rates aimed at steadying the lira had this sort of ricochet of putting quite a bit of downward pressure on the economy. And that's what it's facing at the moment. So you and other FT reporters have been looking into Turkey's currency and found something pretty, pretty interesting. What did you come up with? Yeah, so there's a little bit of a backstory here, which is that there's been an increased focus on the country's foreign exchange reserves. So these are usually dollars and euros held by the central bank, which are seen as what's called hard currency. And there have been indications that they've been going down. And they report these figures once a week. And over the last several weeks, economists, analysts, and investors have been saying, why are they going down? What's going on here? And that was pretty widely reported. And then it seemed to level off a bit. So everybody sort of said to themselves, okay, you know, this is good. It's leveling off. The fall has stopped. But however, what we uncovered in our analysis is that the central bank is engaging in short-term borrowing through these transactions called swaps, in which they're borrowing U.S. dollars for a very short time period and then adding those borrowed dollars onto their reserves. And it's quite a substantial amount of borrowing. So it's somewhere in the area of between 12 billion and 13 billion at any one time in this very, very short-term borrowing. And it's considered by many analysts to be unusual because they're adding the dollars onto their balance sheet, but then they're not adding a liability for the dollars that they later have to give back as the other part of this swap transaction to their balance sheet. So it's effectively inflating the figures by quite a substantial margin. And the reported figure for net foreign currency reserves is about $28 billion. When you strip out the roughly $13 billion, it brings it down to something like $16 billion, which is considered by many investors and economists who we spoke to to be quite low, given Turkey's position. Why does this all matter? What does this mean for Turkey going forward? Yeah, so it has a couple of ramifications. The primary one I would say that many analysts we talked to are concerned about is if there's another lira crisis, an economic crisis, it leaves the central bank in a bad position to defend the currency because you typically you have to use your hard currency in order to do that. The other thing is investors use these reserves as a gauge in the country's creditworthiness. And Turkey has fairly large external short-term debt obligations, about $177 billion. So this total is considered to be fairly small in comparison with that. And it may suggest that Turkey, again, if they ran into a crisis, concerns could rise about its ability to continue servicing its debt. You can read more on all of these stories at ft.com. Today, we'll be following Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi. She plans to hold a conference call with fellow Democrats to discuss the recent findings of the Mueller report. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. 